You're listening to the Bible Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we're exploring the world of the Bible, helping you fall more in love with Jesus, and building a thoughtful defense for the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible Nerd Podcast. I cannot wait because today I am starting a brand new series, a series on a book that I have wanted to uh, record one on for quite some time now and for some reason just have not gotten around to. And uh, what's interesting is I was looking back through my notes and really trying to decide on what I, what I wanted to do next and saw that I already had a couple of the lessons outlined for this and just never completed through it and um, never decided to dive into it. So that's what I want to do today. And the series that we're going to start is one of my favorite books, Kurt Wise's Faith, Form, and Time. This is a book that I have mentioned quite a few times uh, throughout the life of this podcast. And unfortunately, I'm not even sure how easy it is to get anymore. Um, I have it on Kindle, and it looks like you cannot even get it on Kindle anymore. I checked on Amazon, and it's like 100 bucks for a used paperback version. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of... Like if you're listening to this and you're interested in this topic, um, then I, I hope you can find it and, and try to find it. And if you have it, consider it a blessing and a privilege uh, that you have it. Um, so what this book is, it is one of my favorite creationist books. Now it's 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 old, right? It's early two thousands, and you know the way science changes. Of course, there are always going to be things that um, need to be updated, or, or they're maybe irrelevant or not as useful anymore. However, Dr. Wise's book is a little different. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, there are still things in there that could use some updating, and there's also some some new questions uh, that we now have as a result of much of the work that's been done since that time. Uh, we also have some answers to some of the questions that were raised in uh, the book, right? So what I'm not going to do is sort of go like blow by blow through the book, okay? I, I did that sort of thing with uh, the um, Searching for Adam book way back at the beginning of this podcast, and I went chapter by chapter. And um, I don't know. I liked that. I think uh, that I may do that sort of thing with other books going forward in the future as well. Um, but for this book, what I had decided to do was just basically pull out some of the main important points throughout the book and then just share those with you as individual episodes here. So that's what we want to we want to do. And the reason why I still think this book is relevant and important is because uh, Dr. Wise is a very good thinker and a, a very biblical thinker. And what he talks about throughout the book, it always kind of ties back to a, a, a really philosophical uh, look at at creationism, right? A, a philosophy of science as it relates to creation science. And I think that's a very uh, unique and interesting thing that he does. And so I thought it would be a, a great book, still relevant to go through, and uh, that we would talk about it here on the podcast. And that would uh, be a helpful series to go through to give you some good content. Look, if you're not interested in the creation stuff, um, you know, cool. Uh, so maybe skip this series and go on to the next one. However, uh, Dr. Wise is one of those creationists that I think if you're going to have an opinion on creation at all, um, you know, you should really interact with his work uh, because he is one of the, I would say, original um, model building sort of uh, creationists of the modern era. Certainly he's he's probably the OG uh, 
uh, new creationists, as they might be called, you know, Kurt Wise and, and Todd Wood and you know Matt McLean, people like this who are who sort of are in this new creationism camp uh, that we talk about from time to time. Um, Dr. Wise is 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 probably the oldie goldie, um, you know, among uh, among the group, and so it's going to be a great book, I think. Now, Dr. Wise is a fantastic author, a fantastic teacher. Um, he's so passionate. He's he's just no matter what you feel right about his convictions as it relates to the creation issue, um, he's just an. It seems to be an awesome Christian guy. Just looking from afar, of course, I don't. I don't know him personally. I've never spoken to him, although I'd love to someday. But just to watch him teach, the passion with which he teaches about biology and about God's design in nature and about creation is just really, really awesome. You can go to YouTube and see some of the lectures that he's done at Truett McConnell University, which is where he um, teaches. And I don't know that you're actually seeing his lectures there. I think he's teaching more of, 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 of ga you know, gatherings, chapel services and things like that. But he always does such a good job and his passion always shines through. So you should definitely check that out. So the book is Faith form and time faith form and time and i suppose here i could i could look up and see i didn't even write down what the what the subtitle is here um i ought to have it memorized by now i've read it so many times so um it's what the bible teaches and science confirms about creation and the age of the universe okay faith form and time what the bible teaches and creation confirms about the age of about creation and the age of the universe um Again, like I said, great book. Why this book, though? Like, of all the great books that we could choose, because there are other great creationist books, why this one? Okay. First of all, it's a great introduction to the model-building approach of creation research. We've talked about this. Model-building versus evolution bashing. And people sometimes get upset with me, right? Like, when I talk about that or when I draw that distinction. But I have to be genuine about it. Um, yes. Evolution, not good. Okay, wrong, bad. We should teach our children why it is not good. Absolutely right. However, we also need to spend equal, if not more time, I would say, on model building, on providing an alternative, on truly understanding God's world. And while I, while I'm not sure this is something that we're going to directly cover from his book, a great point that I always remember him making in the uh, in the introduction and beginning chapters of of faith form and time are just talking about the dominion mandate and how we we really have a responsibility as humans as as god's um people on earth to to do god's work we have this obligation to study nature to study creation to understand it even to some degree to 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 manipulate it right for for god's glory and to to steward it well for God's glory. And so that's why science is important. And that's why, again, we need to be careful as creationists not to, not to fall victim to the charge that all we do is tear down the other side. Okay? Yes, there's a place. But let's be sure to, to build up the creationist side. If you're interested in science, man, let's do it. My, my son, he is uh he's five <laughs> he's five i've got four uh kids three boys um so i have a five-year-old son he loves animals and even more than that loves 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 
dinosaurs. And, and he's just really, he's maybe a little bit slower in understanding, um, uh, or at least it, it, it was looking that way to start with. But but now he's really starting to catch up and really getting interested. So I feel like I could even be even more uh, you know, passionate with him about dinosaurs uh, from a creation perspective and really engage him in learning in that way. And so it's just super exciting um, to have that sort of thing. Develop that in your kids. My word, do you know how much I would love to see my boy grow up and become a creationist paleontologist like Dr. Wise is? That's what Dr. Wise does. A and why, right? Well, because we need more. We need more people with a passion for God's creation and also with a firm commitment to the truth of a biblical creationist worldview. Man, when you have somebody who can hold those things in tandem and, and work with them together, then you have the recipe for just something awesome. And I think that because this book teaches that way, it's going to be very helpful for us. Okay, another reason why uh, why we're going to go with this book is because it's written by an honest, humble, and extremely intelligent scientist. Um, I, to the extent possible, like to avoid arrogant, um, overly confident, and belligerent people, okay, just in general, but especially when I'm engaging with the materials of authors or, or people who are trying to teach me. If you're arrogant, if you're overconfident, if you're belligerent, um, that sends a message, okay? It sends a, a very particular kind of message. And again, here, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying that over the course of time, there are creationists who have been known for being arrogant, a little belligerent, and very overconfident. And, and, and so I, I, just, I just try to avoid what I'm teaching. I usually find in general, again, I'm making a blanket statement here because I do believe it's true across the board. In general, uh, and this is even confirmed by something psychologists call the Dunning-Kruger effect. In general, the more knowledgeable somebody is about a topic, the less confident they will be, or maybe I should say the more tentative they will be in their conclusions. And the reason is because they realize that they are not omnipotent, okay? So what I like about Dr. Wise is he's very clear, very adamant, and very solid when it comes to this idea of, okay, like the Bible says it, that settles it, not wavering from that firm foundation. That's a given. That's an assumption of the work. Ah, okay, now we have that. But as it relates to the science, as we now start doing the hard work, doing the scientific work of model building, et cetera, okay, we have this biblical framework laid out of, of, of sort of the boundary lines, in a sense, of, of, of where things need to land. But now we take an honest approach to the science. And we ask questions that maybe other people wouldn't ask because they don't have the same quote unquote boundaries or limitations that we have. And, and so now we can be more exploratory. We can ask questions. We can be tentative in our conclusions. We can say, yeah, it looks like this model has problems. And it does nothing to shake the foundation of the truth of the Christian worldview. All right, we're not trying to prove the Christian worldview with science here. That's not what's trying to happen. And yet, what is interesting is that what, what Dr. Wise and others have found is that science confirms the biblical worldview again when you're asking the right questions when you are approaching the data in a in a humble way and frankly when you are spiritually engaged in this work if you view this work as something spiritual that's going to change everything about the way you actually perform the work and dr wise very clearly and evidently does that which is why i so much appreciate this
Another reason we're going to cover this particular book is that it, it covers a wide gamut of useful information. Okay, a wide gamut of useful information. So across the um, spectrum of creationist work, there is obviously many different areas to cover. I mean, science is a huge topic. When you have somebody like Dr. Wise, so he's a paleontologist. So if you don't know, paleontology is what they call an integrated field. So it actually requires you to have essentially PhD level knowledge and, and work and experience under your belt as a geologist and then also as a biologist. And you mix those two together and then you, you kind of form this, 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 um, you know, in circle in the middle, if you will, uh, of a, of the paleontologist. Okay. And so the paleontologist has to be an expert in biology and also in geology, which, uh, again, becomes very clear if you spend any time at all engaging with many of the resources that Dr. Wise, uh, is available on, which, um, quick plug for the is Genesis history folks. Um, They've got a lot of stuff on YouTube of Dr. Wise talking and teaching and also some some things you can buy as well. Go to isgenesishistory.com. It's like five bucks to get 70 plus creation lectures. I always recommend this to people. It's a fantastic buy. Um, and definitely worth your five dollars. Promise you. Okay. Um, and, and so there, the, but given that, right, again, Dr. Wise is just a very smart guy and a very smart scientist, and he's very philosophically inclined. So I find that some authors tend to attempt a coverage of the wide gamut, but they have very, very limited knowledge in each of those areas. Um, Dr. Wise, I, I, I mean, of course, he's a specialist in his area, but I think to some extent, he may be a little bit of an exception to that rule. I would say that he is very well studied, very well studied across a, and this is, again, my perception, but it's my podcast, so it's why I'm just telling you why I chose this book. Um, my, my perception of the issue is that he is able to cover the wide gamut of issues in such a way that is, um, I think, better and more thorough than the way that some other people do it. So there's a lot of useful information here that transcends the different boundaries of, of biblical and scientific research. Again, it's not just a biology book. It's not just a um, geology book. It's, it spans a, a wide gamut of, of information that I think you're going to find useful and very, very helpful. And then finally, the final reason why we are going to dive into different concepts and things from this particular book is that it is highly theological and devotional in its content and motivation. Let me say that again. It's highly theological and devotional, both in content and in motivation. If you don't know, one of the more recent books, might be the most recent book, that Dr. Wise has authored is actually a biology textbook called Devotional Biology devotional biology. And with everything that Dr. Wise does, there is, again, always this sense that it's coming back to the spiritual, okay? We're not doing what we're doing in some sort of, in some sort of box, right? In some sort of, you know, like, for example, following methodological naturalism or, or philosophical naturalism, right? These are ideas that sort of exclude the supernatural from any sort of discussion of this. Um, what Dr. Wise realizes and, and tries to really show in his book is that this exercise is fundamentally spiritual, okay? It, 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 we, only, we only have really a rational basis for even doing this sort of hard work, this sort of discovery, 
if in fact there is a God who created us. And so everything, everything that happens, everything that we talk about throughout this series, it's always going to come back to God and his glory and his greatness as the, as the creator and, and us actually giving pause to honor him in that way and, and to realize that what we're doing is only because of him, that it's only possible because of him, that it's only logical or even rational ultimately because of him. So this episode, more than anything, is just to give you a basic introduction and to really get you pumped up for this series. The next episode that we're going to cover is, is sort of the first concept from the book. Uh, if we do find a way to be able to follow along, maybe either you bought it on Kindle from hearing me recommend it a while ago, or maybe you could try to find it used online somewhere. The first one that we're going to cover um, is from page 13, and we're going to talk about intentional ambiguity in God's creation, right? Like people talk about the hiddenness of God, right? We talk about how some people can can see God in creation, but then other people, it seems, can't see God in creation, or at least they say they can't see God in creation, or maybe even they admit that they just won't see God in creation. So we're going to talk about that. Um, again, the author frames it as this intentional ambiguity, like God did this on purpose. It's it's Some things are intentionally ambiguous, and why? Why would that happen? Very interesting concept from the book. Again, we're going to pull it out of page number 13. So if you find a way to follow along, I want you to give you this week to be able to prepare uh, and find it if you're interested in this. And I'm so, so looking forward to this. Uh, I can't believe we haven't done this before now because it really is one of my favorite creationist books. And I think it's just going to be a blast to go through and to talk about. So look, God bless. I hope you're psyched up for this series. I know that I am, and I can't wait to see you next week here on the Bible Nerd Podcast. God bless. You guys have a fantastic week.